Good morning. Welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth, beauty, and meaning, and we welcome each of you here this morning. I am Chris Jimerson, Minister for Program Development here at the church, and I have with me Peter Langlois, who is our lay leader this morning. We come from a long heritage of seeing a spark of the divine in every person, and it's in that tradition that I invite you to turn to those around you and greet the holy among us this morning. One of our other traditions in Unitarian Universalist churches is to begin our services by lighting a chalice, which is a symbol of our faith. If you would look in your order of service and please say with me the words for lighting our chalice, which are printed there. Love is the spirit of this church and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love and to help one another. In this moment, we gather together in this, our beloved community. In this moment, we gather to know the power and beauty of ritual, music, and blending together the loving presence we each have to offer. In this moment, we gather to glimpse that which is greater than us, but of which we are a part. In this moment, we gather to worship together. One of the things that's at the core of this faith community is our common purpose, our mission. The congregation discerned our current mission seven years ago, and we have some policies that say we review it every seven years or so. And so your board of trustees recently held some sessions in the church to gather your feedback on whether we change it or tweak it, leave it the same or not, and what the goals coming out of that or the end statements might be. That is in process, and we look forward to hearing about it soon. In the meantime, our current mission still drives everything that we do, and we say it together every Sunday. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. Moments. By Reverend Chris Jimerson. The instances that capture us hold us in stillness, rootedness, timelessness. A glimpse of an eagle soaring high above, the gentle touch and soothing words of a loved one just when we need them. Sunsets, rainbows, waterfalls, mountain vistas, peaceful shorelines, the surprise visit, the surprise act of kindness the unearned blessing, the offering of a blessing to another. These and so many more are the powerful moments that are waiting for us to recognize them and immerse ourselves within them. And beyond these are the momentous moments we have yet to co-create together. This is the time, the moment in our service where we breathe together. In breathing together, we concentrate on our breath, moving in, moving out. Breathing together, feeling the loving presence of those around us. We follow our breath to a deeper place inside 
that place where we may know God as we understand God, that spark of the divine within, that place of greater wisdom, greater truth, greater understanding, greater compassion. As we breathe together, we enter into a moment of sacred silence together, remembering that in this church, human sounds and the sounds of small children are a part of the sacred silence. Now breathing together, I invite you to enter that sacred silence together.
Chris Hearn was trying to console his young son. The little guy was distraught and unable to go to sleep because upon leaving a family vacation at the Ritz-Carlton on Amelie Island in Florida, he accidentally left behind his best friend and constant companion, a great big stuffed giraffe named Joshi. Well, Mr. Hearn, like many a desperate parent before him, considered all of his options and decided on the very best one that was available to him. He lied. Joshy is fine, he told his distraught little boy. He's just taking an extended vacation at the hotel room. Well, the little boy seemed to buy it and went to bed. And then later that night, Hearn spoke over the phone with an employee at the Ritz-Carlton and to his great relief learned that Joshy the giraffe had been found. Hearn fessed up to the white lie that he had told his son and asked if the folks at the Ritz-Carlton could do him a favor and send a picture of Joshy vacationing at the hotel when they returned the giraffe. Well, the next day, Joshy returned home resting comfortably on a plush Ritz-Carlton towel in his overnight delivery package, surrounded by a Ritz-Carlton frisbee and Nerf football, along with a binder full of pictures. Jossie the giraffe lounging by the hotel pool. Joshy driving a golf course cart. Another picture was of Joshy hanging out with the hotel parrot. And yet another featured Jossie in the spa, complete with cucumber slices over his eyes. Needless to say, Chris Hearn and his wife were thrilled, and their young son was ecstatic. Those employees at that Ritz-Carlton had created a wonderful experience for the Hearns and most likely for themselves in the process. Now, you might think that our story would end there, but no, there is a part two. A couple of years later, Joshy the giraffe had gone missing once again after attending a soccer tournament with the family. Once again, the son was distraught over the loss and having trouble sleeping. During this time, the family happened to have planned another vacation at that same Ritz-Carlton. One morning, they mentioned to a staff person how wonderfully the hotel had treated them when Joshy went missing the first time and were surprised to learn that every employee in the hotel seemed to know the story of Joshy. The hotel staff was saddened to learn that he had recently disappeared again. Later that afternoon, someone knocked on the door of their room and handed the Hearns' a son a bag with his name on it. In the bag was another giraffe with a little note attached to it, introducing him as Jesse, a long-lost cousin of Joshi's. The note said that Joshi had gone off on a worldwide adventure, but that Jesse would be honored to be the Hearns' son's new companion. It also said that Jesse likes warm hugs a lot. Once again, the staff at the hotel had created an amazing moment for the Hearn family. The Hearn story is a really fun example of what Chip and Dan Heath called defining or powerful moments in their new book, The Power of Moments, Why Certain Experiences Have Extraordinary Impact. We all have such powerful moments in our lives, meaningful experiences that stand out in our memories, and that sometimes even can change the direction of our lives. 
What I loved about their use of the Hearn story as one example of a powerful moment is that it demonstrates that such moments don't necessarily have to occur during major life events, and they don't have to involve some spiritual, religious, transcendent experience, although, of course, these can be powerful moments. But they can also be smaller moments, like when the employees of that hotel made the extra effort to create those two wonderful experiences for that family. Here's another example of such a moment. Several years ago, my spouse Wayne and I were vacationing in Switzerland. We had rented a car and decided to make a drive up over a mountain pass in the Swiss Alps. We had reached almost as high as the road went when we entered one last small valley before the mountain rose sharply to its peak. There was a small village in the valley. The houses and buildings looked exactly like one might imagine them for Switzerland, Wood exterior walls and plant boxes full of greenery and flowers hanging below each window. There was this large herd of cattle in the village, and the cows were unfenced, roaming freely around the little town. Each cow was wearing a large bell. And suddenly, it began to snow. The snow settled in like a fog, limiting how far we could see wrapping us tightly into the little village. It began began covering everything around us in a stunningly beautiful crystalline white blanket. I pulled our car over to the side of the road. We could still see light glowing from some of the windows of the houses when through the quiet of that snowfall, the cows began shaking their heads and ringing their bells. We opened our car windows just slightly to hear them better and sat enshrouded by the little Swiss village at the top of the mountains, listening to the bells and watching the snowfall. It was like suddenly finding ourselves in the front cover of a Hallmark card. That's the thing about our powerful moments. Sometimes they can seem absolutely magical. Now, being good reason and science-based Unitarians, we know that there's not really any magic involved at all. But looking back on that experience, my universalist side really, really wants to believe that there might have been at least a little bit of magic going on. Don't tell anyone. We actually had another much less positive moment when we realized we had to drive down the other side of the mountain in what had become quite a snowstorm. Wayne's also helpful comment was, if you kill us by driving off the side of this mountain, I'm going to be very mad at you. Now, let me tie this back to the Heath's research, in which they found that powerful moments are created from one or more of the following four elements. One, elevation. Defining moments rise above the everyday. They provoke not just transient happiness, like laughing at a friend's joke, but memorable delight. Opening that overnight package to find not only Joshi, but extra gifts and a photo book full of Joshi enjoying all the pleasures of a resort hotel. The mesmerizing sensory experience of bells ringing amidst an entrancing snowfall in a beautiful village nestled in a valley near the top of a mountain. Second, insight. Defining moments can rewire our understanding of ourselves and our world. The Hearn's faith in the potential goodness of other people was no doubt enhanced by their experience with those employees of the Ritz-Carlton, and I'll bet they developed an instant loyalty to that hotel chain. 
Experiences like the one Wayne and I shared in that snowfall remind us that there is great beauty to be found in our world, and it surprises us sometimes if we take care to fully notice it. Third, connection. Defining moments are social. Weddings, graduations, baptisms, vacations, work triumphs, bar and bar mitzvahs, speeches, sporting events. And in addition to these life passages and larger group events, smaller moments with smaller groups that we share with others and that more deeply connect us can be very powerful also. The Hearns suddenly felt connected to a group of hotel employees they barely even knew, as well as a strengthening of their own family bonds. When Wayne and I experienced such beauty high up in that mountain valley, it deepened and enriched our connection with each other. Fourth and finally, and this one surprised me, pride. Powerful moments capture us at our best. Moments of achievement. Moments of courage. It is easy to imagine the pride of those employees of that hotel and that they must have felt so proud of going that extra mile to help a distraught young boy feel happy again. I drove all the way down the side of that mountain without once killing us by driving off the edge of it. The stunning image on the cover of your order of service is of Lashia Evans, a 35-year-old nurse and mother of a 5-year-old child. Lashia Evans courageously stood her ground on behalf of her and other people's rights to peacefully protest police brutality against African Americans even when confronted with being arrested by two police officers clad in paramilitary gear, she remained calm and peaceful. And that image of her became iconic of the peaceful movement in which she was participating. A powerful moment for us all. Rashia's story, though, brings up another aspect of our defining memorable moments Though I've been concentrating more on our positive, powerful moments, I think it's important to acknowledge that sometimes our defining moments can be those we experience as negative or painful at the time. Lashia Evans must have experienced great fear even as she exhibited such pride and courage. The Heaths share the story of Leah Chadwell, who, despite her love for the animal she helped care for as a vet tech, began daydreaming about opening her own baking company. She found great joy in baking delicious dessert items for others, and eventually she was able to open her own baking store, which she named A Pound of Butter. At first, she was thrilled, but as time went on, the store didn't make enough money so that she could leave her other job, so she was having to do both and stressed out and working all the time. And on top of that, she found she didn't really like or enjoy the organizational or financial, manage, uh, financial management aspects of running a business. The fun of baking for others was turning into stress. One day, as she was driving a little too fast in a rush to deliver a wedding cake to a customer, she realized she had left the front door to her empty baking store wide open. In an instant insight, she thought to herself, is making me crazy. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not happy. Leah Chadwell closed her store and went back to doing only the job she really loved 
caring for animals. And in doing so, she was able to rediscover her joy in baking for others, but just in her personal life. Sometimes, though, admittedly not always, even our negative, powerful moments can provide us with insights that may eventually change our lives for the better. Elevation, insight, connection, pride. These are the characteristics that comprise our powerful moments, sometimes just one of them, but more often two or more of them combined together. Now, the Heaths go into much more detail and nuance about these in the book than I can cover today, so I'll close with just a few of the larger takeaways. One Knowing these elements of our defining moments can help us to be more alert for them when they come our way, to slow down and let ourselves experience them like Wayne and I did during that snowfall. The music, rituals, sermons, readings, candle lighting, singing together, and the many other activities we engage in here at the church, these are intended to also access these elements with the hope of creating powerful experiences that at their very best may even rise to the level of being transcendent. You see, knowing these elements, we don't have to wait for our defining moments to randomly come our way. We can create them ourselves. And even in our daily lives, away from this, our beloved religious community, you can create them for yourself and those who you love. And like those employees of the Ritz-Carlton, you may even find opportunities to create them for people you don't know very well or even at all. Here's the really cool thing about trying to create powerful moments for other people. The really cool thing is, is that very often in doing so, we experience a powerful moment ourselves. Providing extra kindness to elevate a moment or decorating your office at work during a holiday without telling everyone first to provide a surprise elevated sensory experience for your fellow employees. Searching for internal insight and listening deeply to others to help them find it. Opening ourselves up, allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, sharing our stories to create that greater connection recognizing and slowing down to experience shared moments with others that have the potential to become powerful moments. Complimenting and rewarding the admirable traits and the successes of others to arouse their sense of self-pride. Doing the same for ourselves, which could be even harder sometimes. These are just a few examples of how we might engage these elements to create such moments. Lastly, the Heaths discovered that powerful moments are always active. They always involve us doing something. We got to do when the Spirit says do, as our hymn says. Those hotel employees deciding to do something for a special young boy by staging and taking those photos, pulling over to the side of the road so that the power of a moment can fully wash over us, standing courage and pride against a highly armed and highly agitated police force. Having the insight and courage to shut down a business that was once but is no longer a dream. Our powerful moments involve doing. 
They involve staying alert for the moment. The old truism is still true. We must seize these moments. Now, some interesting research has found that these powerful moments actually alter our sense of time. We perceive them as lasting longer than they actually do and weight how we rate the whole of our experience much more heavily toward them. At their most powerful, we experience these powerful moments as being timeless. That's one reason that time can seem to go by more quickly as we get older. Many of our powerful moments brought on by first experiences are by their very nature front-loaded into our earlier years, making our first best friend, starting school, graduating the various levels of school, our first love, marriage, having children. These are all examples. But, but we can slow down our sense of time throughout our lives by being alert for and even actively creating these defining moments. Elevation, insight, connection, pride. These are our tools for creating moments that will allow us to experience a timeless life within the one precious, finite life we have been given. So seize the moments, my beloved. Seize the moments. Amen. Now please say with me our words for extinguishing the chalice, which are printed in your order of service. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts till we are together again. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.